0: Hi, I'm Edwin, and I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry
0: two men, fifteen minutes, eternal impact. Welcome Stand to Text Talk.
1: For the Lord. Gird your armor on. Stand firm, hey Andrew. Hello, oh, Edwin.
0: Continuing in Matthew chapter 15, we've got Jesus facing off with the Pharisees. Again, continually. Um, yes, continually. Well they they are never at a lo- a loss for something to attack him upon, are they? Well, they've got to find something. They've got to they've got to find some way to convince the people they shouldn't be listening to this guy who's casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, making the lame walk, mm-hmm. the blind see and the deaf hear. And so maybe we can figure out some nitpicky legal reason why we shouldn't listen to him.
1: All right. Well, we'll circle back to that legal idea in a moment, but let's read Matthew 15, and we'll go verses 10 through 20 this morning. Matthew 15, verse 10 from the New King James Version. When he, that's Jesus, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile
0: a man. Certainly in this paragraph, we've got issues of purity and cleanliness and defilement, and I want to talk about that, but uh, before we get to that... Well, ahead. I know, I was just observing that all of this section actually does go back
1: to the Pharisees' charge against these disciples. Yeah. They're not washing their
0: hands according to the custom. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah. The the thing that I'm wanting to maybe get to first, though, is this business about offending the Pharisees. The disciples mm-hmm. have a concern. So Jesus, uh, and it seems to be the offensive thing is the statement in verse 10 and 11, hear and understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. Jesus has rebuked the Pharisees and scribes for their Uh, Law breaking traditions. Right. And now it says that he has called the people to him. Yeah, so this is a teachable moment. This is going to be very public now. He's he's called the attention of all the people that are around. I read a book once called "Misreading Scripture Through Western Eyes." One of the points that they highlighted is that we in our modern West are very individualistic. Sure. So here you and I are in a room. It's just the two of us. Yeah. We're with gonna, a beautiful view because we're at view. the highest point on Livingston Avenue. <laughs> and uh, when we're done with this, we're going to go to our separate offices. And we're going to drive in our cars by ourselves to go home. And to different places. To different places. And that is very not like the way it was in this ancient Eastern world where there was, there were just people around all the time. Mm. In, in fact, so much so that in the law, there was a law about, and, and I hate to bring this up. I hope it doesn't sound crass or vulgar, but there was a law about sexual immorality that if um, a woman was out in the field or out in the countryside and a man had committed sexual immorality with her, we were going to assume it was rape because she hollered and yelled, but but nobody heard. Mm. But if it happened inside the city, we're going to assume that it's not. And for us, that sounds really odd. How, how would we say, why, why would that make a difference? Well, because for them in the city, people were packed close together. Walls were thin. You heard what was going on. Mm-hmm. Husbands and wives didn't have arguments in the house and the neighbors not know that they were having it. Mm-hmm. If, if someone was going to violate a, a woman and she was going to yell and holler, people were going to hear.
1: Come to her aid. And so
0: the assumption was, is that if this if this had occurred in the city then she must have been complicit, because Mm. people would have heard if she had hollered. Mm. Okay, that's that imagery of there's just people around all the time. Okay. And, uh, you know, one of the other things they pointed out in that book, this view that we often have of when Joseph and Mary were traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem as if they are just this lone family on this road. with As opposed to like
1: a whole caravan of people? As opposed
0: to a whole caravan, because they just did not do things alone there were people around so as these pharisees have come to jesus there's, there's crowds around. Okay. Now he they may be kind of off to the side and having their own conversation, but now what Jesus does, having rebuked them, he now grabs the attention of the crowds that are surrounding them wherever they are, the ones who are walking through the streets or the courtyard or or wherever it is that this conversation is happening, because, because that's just the way it was all mm-hmm. the time in these mm-hmm. cities. There's just people around everywhere. And now he calls all their attention and says, hey, hey, listen up. I want you all to hear this. It's not what goes into the mouth that defies a person, but what comes out. And the disciples say to him, don't you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Don't you know that they were bothered and upset and angered when they heard this saying? I don't know what they found offensive. I don't know if it was that well, that's what, this I mean, teaching I, the, is different than theirs. I mean, that's what I wondered about. I wondered if, you know, perhaps in
1: their zeal for that which was written in the law of Moses, they saw this as kind of a shot
0: against dietary regulations about the clean and the unclean food? That that's possibly it. I don't know if they're if it's the specific statement itself or if it's his acting as if he is just as much a teacher as they are. Can I tell you something else that's strange? Peter calls this a parable. I Okay, so I thought about that. <laughs> I think Peter actually misunderstands what Jesus is doing here because I don't think this is actually a parable.
1: I mean, I, yeah. yeah.
0: I was actually Uh, gonna bring that up in our conversation about purity and defilement that I hope we have tomorrow. But since you've asked a parable Well, no, a parable is when I'm I'm talking about I'm giving you one story, but it's actually about something else. Right, right, right. Jesus is talking about mouths and he's actually talking about mouths. He's actually talking about eating and speaking. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to be a laying alongside. I think Peter doesn't understand it, and he assumes this is just another one of those stories that, I don't don't get it, Lord, you're going to have to explain it to me.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of what I thought, that in that 13th chapter of Matthew, we see that Jesus was making a point of saying things difficult to understand purposefully, but he would give the insight to the disciples. So Peter's coming from a place of, well, the Pharisees are offended at this. They don't understand. I don't understand. Let me know what this means, right? And which Jesus does, and, and and as you point out, well, this one's not a tough tough
0: one to crack. I it's pretty much what I just said. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not a parable. It's not. Oh well, when I ta- when I said what goes into the mouth, what I really was talking about was, uh, you know, whatever what whatever he might bring right, up. Right, right, right. No, I'm talking about what what goes goes you know I'm talking about food Eating. when you put stuff in your mouth you know how you eat peter right yeah <laughs> with your hands yeah. washed or not washed <laughs> that's exactly right so i think peter maybe just because he misunderstands goes in a wrong direction. I could be wrong about that. What do you think about this
1: concern at offending the Pharisees? You know, the Pharisees don't seem very concerned about offending
0: Jesus. That is the truth. (laughs) That is the truth. (laughs) They're working really hard to discredit him and calling him, you know, the son of the devil. Well, the first thing is the disciples are concerned about offending the Pharisees. Why do you think that is? Well, to me, it would seem like, again,
1: the Pharisees are the ones who have been the religious leaders. They're the ones that the crowds and multitudes look to for what is right, what is true. I think that's what's so shocking in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus would say, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. And so just to to kind of paint that cultural picture— Jesus is taking on the elites, the establishments, the one in the
0: know, and I don't think these people get questioned. I don't think they're used to getting questioned, and the disciples don't understand that. Mm -hmm. From their perspective, they're they're still thinking that the kingdom Jesus is going to bring about is to kick the Romans out, and the Jews are going to rise up as a nation and and have their golden age ruling uh, the the world in that way after the Romans are thrown out. And if that's the kind of kingdom you're looking for, well, you don't want to alienate the Religious leaders, mm-hmm. you want them on your side. What you can't, you can't drum up an army and get support when the religious leaders that everybody looks up to, when you've offended and upset them. I think that's where the disciples are coming from. But in this case, Jesus is totally unconcerned. Yeah, ah, they're the blind guides. Look, they're not planted by my father. They're going to get uprooted. They're going to get judged, and that's a shocking thing because, again, who do the disciples think are going to get uprooted? The Romans. Yeah,
1: the Gentiles.
0: They think the Gentiles and the Romans are going to be uprooted. But Jesus points out, look, I get it. These guys are Jewish. They are descendants of Abraham, but they're not planted by my father. Mm -hmm. They're the blind, and they're leading the blind. And if I spend my time letting them set the rules, if I spend my time running my ministry in a way that that they're pleased with, then I'm just the blind following the blind and everybody we lead are all going to end up in the pit. Yeah. Jesus is completely unconcerned about offending these people, which is kind of shocking. Well,
1: when he calls them a brood of vipers, when he says that they are of their father, the devil, you know, in other passages like what's that? John 8 verse 44 If Jesus was to please and placate them, he's on the wrong side of this thing, right? Uh, Light and darkness, there can be no association there. Light is going to offend the darkness. And in fact, in John chapter 3, that's the very issue. People found the light offensive. They prefer the darkness because their deeds were evil. Uh, So in this contrast of the righteousness and truth of God to the hypocrisy, the
0: uh, wickedness of the Pharisees, of course there's going to be contention and offense. So here's my question for you. Is it our job as Christians and followers of Jesus to go around trying to offend people? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to I appreciate know, you taking a moment to think well, about I, that. Well, I
1: really am thinking about that. I I understand because of what I was just referring to in John chapter 3 that the gospel in and of itself will be a found offensive by some in the world. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I'm I am trying to offend. I'm trying to hurt. I'm not. But at the same time I understand well but if I'm I'm holding true to the word, I probably will be labeled offensive at least
0: by some. So how do how do I find the balance? You know, on the one hand, I recently read where a fellow was just questioning that when he was a kid, he remembered hearing sermons where he was told not to worry about what everybody else thought but then heard other sermons that he needed to be worried about what everybody else thought. yeah. And and I can see in different contexts where both of those statements are true, but I can also see how as a child growing up that could be very confusing. So what's your thought about the balance on that?
1: Well, my thought about the balance is choose your Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. And if we're going to serve Christ, then it may put us at odds or you know found offensive by those who do not choose Christ, by those who do not choose his way. And while I don't want to do anyone harm, I only want to help, I also do not want to uh, shortchange the Lord in any way, uh, compromise, sell out, be a chameleon to this world around me when the Lord is not pleased.
0: Two passages came to my mind as you were talking there. First of all, there's the, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men in yeah, Romans, Romans, and then in Ephesians, that we're supposed to teach the truth in love. Yeah, So I can I can love... While I'm teaching that truth, but sometimes people are offended by the truth. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. that Jesus himself said, Blessed are those who are not offended by me. Yeah. And that was in reference to John. John was he he didn't understand the Baptist. John yeah. the Baptist didn't understand. And as Jesus says, Look, here's what's going on. I'm doing my job. Blessed is the one who's not offended. So even when Jesus was doing his job, he realized that some were caused to stumble, scandalized, offended. By, by his work. And, and the, the amazing thing uh, about it is, is that work was actually healing people. And that was the fulfillment of Scripture, yeah. that he is called a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. Right. So, so I am, as much as it depends on me, live peaceably with all, but it doesn't always depend on me. yeah I'm not out there trying to be a jerk. I'm not out there trying to cause you to stumble or to cause you to have offense or to anger you. But sometimes the truth does that. I need to speak the truth in love. But sometimes you're going to be offended at the truth, no matter how much I love you. And so I guess there's not like this neat little dividing line, (laughs) but there may may be some principles that help us understand. Listen, I think there's a lot going on in this paragraph, and we should talk about it more on the next episode. Sounds good. Let's have a prayer then. Holy God, thank you so much for Jesus, for his teaching, for his example. I pray, Father, that you would help us not uh, kowtow to those who disbelieve, not let them establish the rules for how we conduct our mission, your mission, your ministry. We pray that we can stand tall and firm and convicted, but may we always speak the truth in love, and as much as depends on us, may we live peaceably with all. We pray, Father, that when others are offended at your truth, that it will be at that and not at us, but that we will continue with your truth in a loving way. Father, help us to walk this balance. Help us to understand it even better but in all things, help us to bring glory and honor to you. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutes, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Hello, Andrew. You also
1: think we're going to have a hard time filling <laughs> the time today. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to have to read a little bit faster. I don't know why you care because you always listen to this at one and a half anyway. We sound better at one and a half, isn't that what you said?
0: I think it's one and a quarter, but a yes. one and a quarter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, You're ready?
1: we like it when the chipmunks are reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs>